okay, hold up, wait a minute, just hold on, bear with me right quick. Just letting everybody know that everything on the show, with the exception of a couple of things, it was already pre-recorded many moons ago. <laughs> All right, so I just wanted to let everybody know because y'all gonna you yeah when you start listening to the show, you're gonna be like, wait a minute, man, that shit happened months ago. You late, nigga? Don't trip. I got it all under control. Just want to let y'all know before y'all start talking shit. With that being said, let's start the show. Hey, what's up? Yo, this is MK Specs from Backyard Groove, nigga. And you're listening to Feeling the Breeze with my nigga, the Breezer. I know some of you niggas has got your thumb up your assholes and you eat your boogers, right? But over here... You gonna get the lesson and the motherfucking blessing. So, when you tune it in to feeling the breeze, I need you to go light your goddamn blood up, relax your ass. Either you on that long drive home or you at the workplace. Make sure the right time is to fuck with the breezer. Cause we burning this bud. We smoking that glue, that gorilla glue. My nigga, feel the fucking breeze, bitch. Come on in, have a seat, light your blunts up, pour your drinks, and come feel me right quick. I know, I know, I know, I know. It has been a minute <laughs> since I dropped an episode. Forgive me for my tardiness. Life happens, man. Lots of things is going on. I'll tell y'all about that at the end of the show. But first and foremost, before I do anything, got to throw up my disclaimer. If this is your first time listening to the show, and it probably is your first time listening to the show, then I welcome you to Feeling the Breeze. I am your host, Breeza. That's B-R-Triple-E-Z to the motherfucking A. And as always, I got to introduce y'all to my co-host, my sidekick, my ace, my dog, Taco the motherfucking Bell. What up, Taco? Man, it's, I know, dog, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. But on the body of this show, I'm just talking about everything. I'm getting on John Morant, right? Getting on John Morant. I got a couple of... Special messages from beyond. And um, we got some exposure to expose. Well, I'm not exposing it. But Rasheed Wallace. Some of y'all who know who Rasheed Wallace is, former NBA basketball player, used to better known playing for the Detroit Pistons and the Portland Trail Blazers. Well, he has some shit to say about the refs and shit and, and what they be doing, what they really be doing. So, 
and a host of other stuff. So y'all sit back, do what I said earlier. You ain't doing that. You at the workplace, you driving, you doing whatever. Hold on tight, it's gonna be a good one, maybe. <laughs> it's gonna be a good one, but it's gonna be interesting though. So with that being said, let's get to this shit, Taco. Hey, real quick to all my sports heads out there. Now, when it comes to the NBA, we all know that the refs was with the shenanigans with fixing games or whatnot. But later on in the show, I got an exclusive for y'all. I got some audio from Mr. Rasheed Wallace. Now, for those of y'all that remember Rasheed Wallace, that nigga was always in foul trouble, always fouling out, always getting taxed, always arguing with the refs. But he shared some very interesting tidbits about what really be going on behind the scenes with the refs. Or what used to crack off back in our era, back in the 90s, 2000s, you know, early 2000s. So y'all stay tuned. I'm going to bring that to y'all just a little bit later. It's very interesting. All right, y'all, welcome back to the show. And so, I'm going to talk about Ja Morant. Man, okay. I can't remember when it was that I covered Ja Morant on a sports update, you know, when he messed up a while back when he was at the strip club and he was flashing the gun and all this and that. Well, apparently this nigga didn't learn his lesson the first time. And now this nigga is in trouble again for what? Flashing another motherfucking gun on Instagram Live. See, this is what's wrong with the youngsters today. Instagram, uh, what is it? Bego and all these other apps that y'all go live on to broadcast your world. It's, see, oh man, this, this, see, when John got caught up the first time, we all gave him a pass. You know, it was like, hey, look, I was doing this, this and that. Yeah, I fucked up. He went and sat down with the commissioner of the NBA, right? The commissioner, he was like, look, we're going to do this. You can't do this. You know, if you do this again, you know, you're going to be in more trouble and shit so keep that in mind because you ain't just representing yourself you representing the league and you're not only the team you representing us so we watching you nigga we watching you that shit went in one ear and out the motherfucking other <laughs> nigga John 
Dude, you have so many flags on the play, man. It is not looking good for you, bro. It ain't. It is not looking good. John Morant is another smart, dumb nigga, right? Another smart, dumb nigga. Because, all right, we all know John like to drink. And see, but it's the youth. See, it's the youth. But see, who need to be, who really need to be in his ass is Pops, nigga. Pops need to be in his ass. But see, Pops is, is living off of that money. See, he getting his own shine, living off his son, and that ain't the right relationship. That ain't the right way. You know, he need, his pops need to be like, look, nigga, slap him upside his head, you know, take him outside, whoop his ass, but he need to, he need to check his ass. Because, he, man, he on the verge of losing everything, nigga. <laughs> nigga, this shit's so bad, nigga, he might get kicked out the league, nigga. <laughs> But that's on him. If he get kicked out the league for this shit, that's what the fuck he get. That's what the fuck he get. Hit him where hit him where it hurt. Hit him in the pocketbook. Job. You got a chance to have generational wealth for eons, nigga. And you've been a fuck it up, nigga, because of you wanna flash a gun, nigga. You ain't about that life, nigga. Stop it. You didn't grow up like that. I'm sure you grew up around it. But you ain't a part of that lifestyle, nigga. And see, on this one, nigga, all the, the old heads in the NBA, or AKA niggas my age in, in, the, in the era that I grew up in, all these niggas is saying, nigga, we done with you, nigga. You's a stupid ass, nigga. That's what they, everybody said. You's a dumb ass, nigga. <laughs> you stupid. You dumbass nigga. It's like, look. Everybody who you got to... Look, this, this is why this nigga got caught up. He was on Instagram Live, right? But it wasn't John's Instagram Live, nigga. It was his boy's Instagram Live trying to get some clout off of Ja, right? And that's what it's all about. These youngsters is just all about clout and just recognition and shit. Nigga. These youngsters is, is so so thirsty for clout. Look, me and wifey was watching uh what's that shit? Live PD, right? On reels, right? We was watching that shit. So we we looking at this shit. This motherfucker had got pulled over because he had some herb on him, right? And a nigga who didn't even have shit to do with nothing was in the background, leaving, you know, driving away, but giving out his IG and his Twitter and all this bullshit. I'm like, damn, niggas is thirsty for... Niggas is that desperate for attention. It don't make no sense. But getting back to Ja, it's like, man, you gotta have different niggas around you, nigga. Pops need to just isolate. That nigga need to, like, what Gilbert Arenas... Shout out to Gilbert Arenas. That nigga said, John need to lock his ass up in the house for the entire summer, nigga. <laughs> he, and he right. He right. He need to cut them dreads, take them gold teeth out his mouth, nigga, and come back straight gump-like, nigga, straight geek. But, nigga, he need to do something, nigga, because otherwise, nigga, he, been, he done already lost millions of dollars, but, nigga... They suspended John Morant from all activities. For, he, can't, he can't even come to know. He can't even come to the facility, nigga. 
and the season is over. It's like, nigga, you got fired on your day off, nigga. <laughs> That's what this shit is like. You got fired on your day off. And ain't no telling how many games he gonna get suspended for. Some make some some are saying 50 games. Some are saying he might be gone for the season. I tell you one thing, if David Stern wasn't like that nigga be done done, nigga. I mean, he done done, period. But he'll be done for the season, nigga. But I think that's what needs to happen. You either suspend him for the entire year or kick that nigga out. And if you kick that nigga out, woo! Had nobody to blame but yourself, Ja. But pops need to get in your ass, nigga. Somebody need to, somebody need to say something. Trying to portray like everybody saying NBA young boy or whatnot is 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 Ja's big influence was well, shit. You need to stop listening to that nigga and listen to something else. But nigga, pops need to get in that ass, nigga. Shit. <laughs> Smart dumb nigga, Ja Morant. But I just wanted to talk about that for a second. I'm gonna take a quick pause for the calls and come back with some more show. All right, yo, welcome back to the show. Hey, fellas. Real quick, I got one for us to grow on. I got a message from beyond, from Mr. Kevin Samuel. And he about to give us some advice, words to live by. Listen up, niggas. Hold on. Dudes, understand something. All you need to know is you behind. You sitting back trying to figure out where you made a wrong turn along the lines is like a schizophrenic trying to diagnose a manic depressant. No, dude, you can go back to all your past hurts, breakups, and everything else, and all you are doing is going through wreckage. You need someone that can shine a light into your situation. What I'm saying is basically you cannot do it on yourself. So when I hear dudes say, I'm analyzing myself. No, you are not competent enough to run your own life. Facts. And that's not a bad thing. Again, credit. If your credit is 450, you're not competent enough to fix your own credit. You need a credit repair counselor to fix it. Then you maintain it. Your biggest concern is not getting ripped off for, for three, four, five hundred dollars, throwing it away on a dating coach or a life coach or somebody. That's not your biggest concern. Sitting back trying to say, well, which one should I go to? Uh, who, who's qualified to talk to? Dude, all you need to know is you fucked up. $500 thrown away and you get zero return because they didn't fix your life in six weeks is not your issue. Say that again. You can't sit back talking about, oh, well, you know, I don't know. It's a lot of money. You've lived a life of 30 plus years old. You didn't fucked it up enough on your own. And you done damn sure tricked off thousands of dollars on these broads. Facts. That money would have been better invested in self-improvement. Listen so up, nigga. Seriously, with the, you got to analyze, and I don't have, and I don't know, and the money, money. And, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> because, see, here's where women have it right. You cannot want women to be submissive and follow your lead 
if you if you busting out the hungry man dinners, the Swanson dinners for life. I don't mean you're eating Swanson and ramen because you're saving money to invest in this and you got a plan. I'm gonna tell you right now, you're behind in life if you don't have a plan. If you don't have a one year, five year, and ten year plan, you're behind. If you've never had a plan, yep, say it again. You know who the dudes are behind? The dudes that are behind, they don't plan anything. They've never planned anything. Life is just being lit. You're just living life on instinct. There's no Niggas, how many of us are living like this right now? Keep it real. Keep it real. You too, nigga. You too. You live in the same way. You didn't tricked off some money. Wasting it on these hoes. Come on, you did it. Come on. We all did it. Let's get it. Plan. There's no strategy. There's no methodology. It's just, I got a job, I go to work. They pay me. Do not be above going to clean toilets at the local Walmart or uh, working at the local Piggly Wiggly. Like I said, I waited tables. That was one of the best skills I could ever. Be becoming a waiter. It was one of the best things I ever did because it was cash money and it put me in heavy circulation. Any kind of business to where you can get paid cash, waiting tables, bartending, that kind of stuff is great. Things that allow you to build your business during the day and work at night. Like I said, convenience stores, that kind of stuff. Uh, 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 an empty stomach and pride don't match. Facts. What I'm saying this for is ultimately, guys, here's what you cannot do. This Man, I'm behind. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm behind. Man, I sure need to get better. Stop saying it. I mean, seriously, real talk. Stop saying that. Because here's what the world hears. You sound like a baby, a victim. Nobody wants to hear that you're behind. What people want to see is sweat coming off your face and effort. And then people ask, damn, you working hard. What you working so hard for? Dude, I got to get it. I, I, I've been living behind. That's that goddamn confession. That's that holding yourself accountable. See, let me, let me paint that picture again. One dude sitting back, man, I'm behind. Life ain't, ain't where it should be. I'm just behind, man. Damn, I'm behind. How many people want to sit around and do like that? They be like, oh, my bad, dude, okay. People just clear out around you. But then another dude come in, stacking boxes. Ain't saying shit to nobody. Stacking them motherfucking boxes. Nick stacking boxes, stacking. Wipe your sweat off his face, grab a little water, and stacking boxes, moving shit out of the way, and pushing shit. Hold on, Kev. Niggas. <laughs> you know what I'm about to say? Right now, the type of dudes that Kevin Samuel is describing is men like myself, men like MK, men like my brother, Men like my co-workers, even though these niggas is lazy sometimes, but even though guys like that, this is what he talking about. We going to work, we handle our motherfucking business. We ain't trying to like really socialize and get involved with the politics and all that bullshit. We come in there, we handle our motherfucking business and we get that work done. We put up with some shit. But we get our shit done. That's the type of dude that Kev is describing right now. Mm, something, man. Stacking them boxes. 
fucking boxes up and sweating and shit and stacking the boxes and <laughs> bruh you are working like john henry what's going on man i mean damn you are it's 100 degrees out here and you stacking the shit out them boxes what's up what, what's up fam <sighs> man gotta get i'm it. behind dude i'm behind like a motherfucker i know i should be further along in life but i gotta get it I gotta get it. Gotta, gotta get, get it. Gotta get it. Now, there are two different responses. The, the stranger will walk away from the first dude. Nobody want to be around you. But the stranger would would sit back and say, shit, that nigga getting it. Hell he yeah. Get out of his way, man. All right, good luck, bro. Keep doing it, man. And that dude would be like, nigga, I need to get out of here and get it. He out here getting it. Facts. And then the mindset of both of those dudes. The first dude, he's a pity party. The second dude, is honestly don't care what the stranger thought or not. He's just stacking the goddamn boxes, getting it done. Stop saying it. Ask yourself a question, guys. When's the last time you really worked hard? Facts. I mean, really worked hard. When was the last time you went to bed exhausted? Say that again. Anybody play football in high school? Yo. That's me every night. <laughs> Every night when it's time to come home, man, exhausted, man, exhausted. <laughs> so we can definitely relate. Two a days. When was the, when you would go to bed exhausted? The good thing about going to bed exhausted is you sleep like a baby. Cause that means you put it in. You sleep like a baby. Cause when you're exhausted, your subconscious knows. I went after it today. I burned it all up. Cannot be stressed. You can't toss and turn when you're exhausted. Hell no. Nah. You know, back when I was going through my my marriage was falling apart and, and everything, I hated my job. Dude, my I woke up at 6, 17 every morning like Groundhog Day. And every morning, I would wake up and immediately my stomach would crunch into a knot. I was stressed, I was miserable. I actually, later that year, started suffering panic attacks. I was actually at a friend's house and I was going through suffering panic attacks. And I went from, all I remember is I was standing there talking to my buddy and the next thing I know, I was eating a cookie. And next thing I know, you ever hit your head so hard, like a football hit? I went from being six foot four, and I just, all I remember is my head bouncing off the fucking uh, linoleum. I missed the corner of the kitchen island by that much. I land, I split my shit open right here, and it was just concussion. I had a concussion. Panic attacks, concussion. I went to the emergency room twice. Mm. Thinking I was having a heart attack. It was panic attacks. Evicted, car repossessed, divorced. World was falling apart. Good man, good husband, good father, good stepfather. All that shit that's going on at one time. Lost my job. Started a new job. Lost that one because I was not in the mind space. All this stuff fell apart. And do you know in 12 months, it was restored plus. I went from here to there, not having the car to buying my BMW cash. A lot of people would have given up, wanted to die. I know I did not understand what was happening, but I knew I needed to fight. Now look, 
he is absolutely right. I shared this in my journey, but you know, or maybe I haven't, but basically what he's saying is you, you, he hit rock bottom. And at some point in everybody's journey, you going to hit a rock bottom. It's just all matter is how you come out of it. How you come out that rock bottom, how you change up. You got to switch your shit up. You know, we all go through it. Kev went through it. Y'all hearing it right now. Yeah, I'm hearing it for the first time. So that just let me know that shit. I ain't the only one that went through some shit, you know, where you lose everything and then you got to just start over. And usually when you got to start over, that means you're going to be better and stronger. Let's get it. I had every reason to be angry. And I was. I had every reason to be sad. And I was. I had every reason. No one would have faulted me. But I did. I wanted better. I said, you know what? You're on your back. The only place to look is up. So I'm not just on this YouTube shit just pumping your head full of stuff. I'm telling you. Your life can change in a year. The lowest point in your life is a good thing. Yep. That means you only have up to go. You got to do something. When you are right. doing something, people will help you. At the lowest point in my, in my life, friends around were okay with helping because they knew that I was doing something. Facts. I was fighting. I was moving forward. I was doing something. I had to cobble this together, cobble that together, this part-time job, this, this setback, this ahead. No, it wasn't pretty, but I didn't only survive it. I thrived through it. Facts. So did I, Kev. And so did a lot of other people. We still maintain it. But dudes, that was one to grow on. A message from Kevin Samuel from beyond. I just thought I'd peep that out there and give us some encouragement. Because we need that. We need that. So if you listening, apply it to your life. With that being said, we're going to take a quick pause for the cause and come back with some more show. sports day like forever so much has happened but right now what's relevant is that my eagles are five and oh nigga now we did this last year too we started five and oh or whatnot i ain't saying nothing yet just, just take it one game at a time i don't want to get all too excited because you know what can happen also in sports, NBA season is coming back. Preseason has just started, even though we don't give a damn about preseason. But it's still basketball. Lakers played last night. Played against the, uh, who did we play last night? Damn, who the fuck did we play? Uh, oh, we played Brooklyn in Vegas. We beat them niggas. We played against Golden State last week, but we lost. But, you know. Ain't nothing really much to say in sports. I mean, the Dolphins is balling. 
the 49ers is whooping ass. Dallas is, well, that's Dallas. Sorry, Dre. <laughs> but your team ain't good. <clears throat> shit. Um, in wrestling, um, shit, Edge went to, uh, in wrestling, Edge left WWE, went to AEW. That shit shocked the hell out of me. I did not see that shit coming with Edge going to AEW. I said, whoa. But hey, this is good for wrestling right now with AEW versus WWE. It's pretty much like WCW versus WWE. I remember, I remember when I first came into the league, right? So say if I did a, a I found somebody or, you know, I might've traveled. That ref will actually tell me what I did. And then like during the timeout, he might've even showed me like, no, you caught the ball like this. And then when you turned up, you shuffled your feet a little bit. All right, I respect that you explained it to me. You know what I'm saying? Walk me through it. I respect that. It seemed each year that that relationship between the player and the ref became more and more distant. You had a lot of veteran referees and who were in there, you know, at the time I came into the league, in their late 40s, early 50s, you know, but mm. they were great referees, you know, again, they talked to us. And it seemed like as it went on more and more, that's when the referees got the attitude of like, oh, well, these fans came here to see me. Shut up, you can't say nothing to me. Don't talk to me. Just hold on, hold on, dog. You can't tell me, you said I traveled or you said I did this and you can't tell me what I did. Hell yeah. Share that with me. Oh no, get away from me. This and that. Mm. Oh, so then, all right. So, so see, Remember that. Before that, I ain't never had no problem with no referees. I ain't never had no problem with no referees in high school. I ain't never had no problem with no referees in college. Soon as I got to the league, that's when it became a problem with these referees. Why? I don't know. I never did nothing to any of these dudes for my name to be on that list. But you want my name on that list? Fuck it. Here it is, then. I'm going to give you everything. That's no, right. I don't care about these damn fines. Because, number one, it could be a tax write-off. Mm. Number two, mm. where does the fucking fines go? Facts. That's been the biggest question amongst anyone, you know, who... In my era and yeah, you know what she I agree with you 100 percent I would like to know where that money go. I got a theory. See, I think that money go right back to the goddamn league. It go right to the goddamn commissioner, right in his motherfucking pocket. And I bet you what they do is he probably distribute that shit amongst the other owners and shit. And say, here, here's a cut for you. Here's a little bit for you. So I think, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like that. If it's like for each nigga on each team that get attacked, everybody, it, that's like a, a extra bonus for everybody else and shit. That's what I think. That's what I think. Uh, uh, my persona, that's what we want to know. Like, all right, I'm getting fined. All the, where does it go? You know, they say it goes here, but they don't never give you no backup. Now, everything else, they're going to give you a trace of. Oh, yep. Well, you did this tech this day. Da -da 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 -da. All right, give me that same printout on where these fines go. Facts. And then the third one was, it was just the fact that, look, 
I wasn't I wasn't going for that shit because the way I was like, look, yes, okay, Michael Jordan works hard. He's the face of the league. Uh, you know, you got guys that's the face of their team. They work hard, but yo, don't bullshit on me. And and a couple of other players that like, we out here working hard too. Yeah, so you might not be that household name, or you not, might not be the face on TV commercials to to sell the game on Sunday afternoons. But damn, I'll be damned if I'm not out here working just as hard as he is Preach. to score this point, to grab this rebound, to win this game. Facts. So damn, I can't get a fair shot at that. Y'all just gonna sit here, suck dick, like oh, that's that's so and so. Oh, we just gonna get him the benefit of the doubt. Huh? Yeah. So I told a referee one day, I said, I said, who's who's the uh, top power forwards to you? So, you know, and this is all real quick. It was like, you know, towards the end of a TV timeout or something. It's all real quick. I said, who's the top power forwards to you? He, he was like, uh, and not no particular order. He was like, you, um, KG, and Tim Duncan. I was like, okay. I said, all right. I said, what are they averaging? He was like, uh, you know, mid-20s, high-20s. I said, okay. I said, how many times they go to the line, though? This nigga Rashid doing some nigga science. <laughs> That's times, right. Then he started to look at me. He's like, they go to the line a lot. I said, would you say they go to the line more than me? He said, yeah. I said, okay. So I said, those are my peers. Now, y'all already showing favoritism by sending them to the line more, and I'm not going to the line, but I'm getting fouled just as much. Mm -hmm. But here's the crazy thing. So I must be good a little bit if I got just as many wins as them, but I don't have the numbers. I ain't got <laughs> as nearly as many points as KG got. Right. But look at that win column. Mm -hmm. To me, that's where it was at. So, I, you know, with the referees, that's why I was just saying, as I got older, I didn't have to do all the cussing or come with attitudes. No, I'm just hitting them with logic now. Like, oh, so y'all got that email last night, huh? Uh-oh. Then they flare all up. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, I know about y'all email shits. Uh-oh. Let's not forget that. I know about that. Uh-oh. Look, it's been an and ongoing you're, and you're war. referring to emails from the league with... This is what we discussed in Whistleblower, but emails from the league that are telling the referees to officiate the game in a certain way and against mm -hmm. certain players. Yeah, and so you were cognizant of that. At yeah, the time. Oh, yeah, I was, I was very, because to me, I saw it. And he'll tell you what I always used to say. Y'all making it too obvious. I thought he was crazy. Y'all making it too... All right, now, this is Rashid Wallace and Bonzi Wells, right? Now, if y'all remember these two niggas, this is when they used to play for the Trailblazers and shit. So... He breaking it down. He breaking it. <laughs> See? Now, here, okay, now, here's my response. Why would Rasheed Wallace lie about this shit? Right? Why would he lie about this shit? This nigga actually plays, so he the one that used to get called for tax all the goddamn time. How would he know all this shit? This nigga know. See? Let's get it, Rasheed. Obvious, too blatant. Y'all making it too obvious. I said, I said, y'all want the fans to be able to watch the games, but y'all sitting up here calling a lot of these bullshit calls is doing what? Slowing down the game. Yep. Y'all want the fans to see the dunks and all that shit. Yeah. So 
call that shit both ways or don't call that shit at all. Facts. What do you guys think? Is the officiating better today? Hell no. Man, I get so mad watching officiate now and and this is one thing, and I, and I'm not trying to sing him out because I love him as a player. I love him, you know, he's great for basketball. But when I watch Draymond Green's antics, like <laughs> I, I kind of, I remember how they had, they used to handle my, you know, she, you know, and Draymond Green can cuss these motherfuckers out. He can get in their face. He can do all the antics and this, 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 and that. And they won't say nothing. He damn near got a choke on them refs now for them to give him a tech. And it's like, why? Hold on, Bozzy. Flag on the play. Let me correct you, my brother. Now, Draymond Green doing that crazy shit, too. But you know who started that shit, really, was Charles Barkley, nigga. Come on. Now, we know, if we remember, Barkley literally used to be yelling at referees just like Draymond Green do. Charles Barkley fucking headbutted a referee damn near his shit and nothing happened. Charles Barkley used to say some disrespectful shit to the refs back in the days and shit. But did they, did they tee up Charles? Not that much. I'm just saying, Bonzi. I'm just saying. But let's get it. No disrespect to him, but if some other person did that, that didn't have that same cachet, you taking them, you get them up out of here. But then, you know, you, know, you get to protecting players and doing mm -hmm. all this stuff. Yeah, that's and true. Yep. I just don't think the league is evolving. I think the league is just such, it's just became so such entertainment now, way more than what it was. Like, you know, like back when we played, he wasn't friends with nobody. Facts. I wasn't friends with another NBA player until I went to another NBA team. I wouldn't fuck with nobody. If you wasn't a Blazer, man, what's up, bro? During the game, but after that, we ain't really popping it. And Facts. Now everybody's friends. Yep. You know, everybody's this, this, and that. It's some kumbaya shit. So it's like Facts. it's like the competitive fiber. You know, I, I love to see the playoffs a little bit because the competitive fiber come out. But just going out there, I mean, I, I went to a game one day. And these both teams combined for like 73s before halftime. Mm -hmm. And I was so disgusted because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a slasher. I'm like, I'm a quality basket guy. Like, everybody's not Steph and Clay. And everybody wants to be Steph and Clay. And I know the game's evolved, but I don't like that shit. You know what I mean? And, and, and the way the referee is calling stuff, you can't foul guys. You can't touch guys. You can't. There's so many rules to protect guys so that it makes it easier for them to score. So it just ain't fun to watch anymore because... We got very, very skilled guys that don't have to really, you know what I'm saying, show their skills anymore because the league has, you know, has made it easier for them, I think, in my opinion. I'm not saying they can't play, but just more like to get a shot off, to create space and all that stuff is so much easier now. Man, Man hey, Bonzi, nigga, you are absolutely right, nigga. With everything you said, I concur. With everything you said, I concur. I don't have no retort for that. He is absolutely right. It, they soft. They soft. S-A-W-F-T. Soft. <laughs> Let's get it. But it's the fact that they got to follow that book, though. Because there's it's some guys that played in the league, that ref now, that know that some of that shit they call is some bullshit. Yeah. But they got to follow the book. You know, a lot, a lot of the referees. Now, I wonder what this book is that he keep referring to. What's the book? Yeah, we know what the book is. <laughs> it ain't the nigga book. It's that saying, hey, nigga, you want your job, nigga, you gonna follow this manuscript. <laughs> Let's get it. Today, they don't explain why they called it this and that. They come with the whole attitude, and I know y'all have seen it. Get away from me. 
I'm not talking about this. So. Leave me, leave me alone. That's when he no. go off. So whenever y'all see him going at the ref and going off, that's that's when the ref does. I love that ref impression. He, he, oh, yeah. that, you know, that's how they do it too. Or, or he might I'm tell like, you to shut up. Yeah, shut like, your ass up. Ho, ho. All right. And I, I had to tell him this a couple times on a few occasions. <laughs> Look, don't let that whistle fool you. I was like, that whistle gives you somewhat of a little bit of authority on this 94 foot hardwood for 40 minutes, 48 minutes. <laughs> However, but you gotta go home. You gotta go. You gotta leave this arena. Black Grimey from Hell yeah, nigga. Dr. G. Hell yeah. It's actually the buildup of Facts, nigga. Facts. Sorry about that, y'all. Sorry. But no, he is absolutely correct. He said, look, you gotta go home after this shit, nigga. I can see you outside of the parking lot or away from the arena where, nigga, the, the league can't touch you, nigga. Oh, he said, nigga, you protected on this court, nigga, in this league, but once you leave the arena, nigga, it's open season, nigga. <laughs> oh, that's right, Machine. That's right. Darn it, them cops ain't out there now. <laughs> but guess who can't be out there? I could be out there. I could have had some homies out there. Yep. Because it's it's so simple. We the only show in town. Guess what? It ain't hard to figure out where a billion dollar company is going to keep their employees. They ain't going to have them motherfuckers at the Super 8. Fact. They're going to be in another five-star hotel away from the team. What? You think motherfuckers done that? You think I didn't have people that worked in different cities that, yo, yeah, so-and-so, them, them cats is here. Y'all going to have so-and-so tomorrow as referees. <laughs> or the city's so small, you might be out at dinner and you going to see the same referee crew at dinner. Oh, yeah, so now it's like, ah. Uh, so if I really wanted to be a dickhead, <laughs> the way that y'all trying to portray me to be, I could have oh, I could have had ample opportunity to fuck a lot of refs up off the court. <laughs> so for real. See? What are the worst things that refs did to you or said to you during games? Oh, just, just the same thing I would say, you know, shut up, get away from me. Um, I've said far worse things, though. Man, you know, I, I, told, I told one ref, I was like, look, Y'all keep talking shit. Y'all keep, you know, bullshitting me. I said, I'm going to pay somebody to burn your restaurant down. Ooh. I told another ref. Ooh. I said, um, I said, you know, y'all y'all keep fucking me and my team. This is when I was in Detroit. I said, y'all keep fucking me and my boys with these calls and shit. I said, I'm going to hire a hacker to go into that little email account. Oh, the referee's like, tried to give me that look like, huh? I'm like, oh, oh, trust me. I know about that email account that y'all got from David Stern. Okay, y'all, welcome back to the show. And uh, real quick, I got another message from beyond, from the Godfather. So this is for us, niggas. So listen up, because I'm sure this applies to you and that other nigga over there that's listening that need to wash his ass. So listen up. I'm about to have to do some grown damn man training because, man, real talk, if you don't know how to groom yourself, take care of yourself, you don't need, you don't need to be on YouTube talking about nothing about a woman. Facts. Nothing about a woman, nothing about female nature, nothing. You niggas still sleep in the socks. You fools still sleep in the socks. <laughs> yeah, that kind of shit. If you, if that's one of you dudes. Hey, hold on, Kev, nigga. I still sleep with my socks on too, nigga. <laughs> 
Because my feet get cold and I got hammer time. So, you know what I mean? I, I, I get sick easily if I, I got so I got to sleep with my socks on. But go ahead, man. School this. Man, any, any success you've had with a woman has just been purely by that chick granting you some pity pussy. That's the truth. Because they don't want dudes like you. They'll take you in a, in a pinch, but they want grown damn men. What I mean by grown damn men, I mean men that hold themselves, carry themselves like men. You know, and that's all the way around the board. You know, one thing that I find is kind of funny is uh, some cats, they really think they know, but they don't know. So when they get on the panels or get in chat rooms, they really start telling on themselves. Yep. It's like, really? Like there was a conversation about like Axe body spray. And one of these dudes actually came in and said, what's wrong with Axe body spray? Ninja, <laughs> you a grown damn man talking about what's wrong with Axe body spray, the nerve of you niggas. Huh. Fact. What? Now look, I've worn some Axe spray, and all of us have worn some Axe spray at one point in time, but come on, man, that don't replace deodorant. You know what I mean? That don't, that don't replace deodorant and shit. You still gotta wash up, and then that shit starts smelling after a while. You can't put that shit on every day. And that ain't real cologne. <laughs> all right, let's get it. What's wrong with Axe body spray? Every goddamn thing's wrong with Axe body spray. You a grown goddamn man. Act like one, dress like one, groom like one. Fact. Got a lot of grown men out here still carrying themselves like boys. Yep. Hygiene like boys, grooming like boys, and want man size results. So, I'll tell you first off, first and foremost, women want men. Women want sexy men. Women want masculine men. Women want men that other women want. The reason you can't get any quality ass. The reason you can't keep a bitch, the reason you can't hold the woman, the reason you can't knock a bitch is because you don't look like a goddamn man. Fact. You look like a fucking child. You carry yourself like a fucking child. This it up. You child shit. I look at some of you dudes' profile pictures and I laugh. If you got a shirtless profile picture, put on a goddamn shirt. Fact. Nobody want to see your cuts. Let's start from the bottom now. Get some damn shoes, niggas. You need six <laughs> shoes. And I've made four videos telling your punk ass what six shoes you need. If you don't want to go invest money in your shoes and your footwear, you want to walk around wearing run over tennis shoes and beat up dress shoes, nigga, deal with the con deal with the outcome. You ain't gonna get no deal pussy. Deal with these trash bitches that you get. That's right, I said it. Deal with these trash bitches you get. A woman that will fuck a man with run over shoes, dusty ass shoes, ain't a bitch I want to deal with. See, you, you equate the fact because you can get out here and get some stinky-ass, you know, lower-level pussy. You equate that as, like, you winning. No, you ain't winning. No, you ain't winning. It, 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 it's not winning if you fucking a, a vampire. Nine to five. <laughs> In by nine, out by five. I said on the other stream, give yourself the gift. Hey, hold on, Kev, real quick, though. See, fellas, that's what the witching hour is for, right? <laughs> that's, what the, that's exactly what the witching hour is for. And for those of you that don't know what the witching hour is, I'm about to explain it to you. The witching hour is anytime after 1130. <laughs> That's the witching hour. <laughs> Go ahead, Kev. The goddamn daylight. Get a day walker, bitch. Get a bitch that you can walk around with in, sh in front of everybody. And everybody be like, damn, Jermaine came. Damn, that Jermaine is the man. He came up. See, a lot of you guys can't pull these kind of chicks because these chicks require something of you. Facts. Do you know how to shine a shoe? This is why so many of you dudes should have gone to the military. At least in the military, they would have made you actually learn how to take care of yourself. Grooming is important in the military. This is why I recommend so many guys go to the military. 
Do you know how to shine a shoe? If you don't, the nerve you niggas. There's plenty of videos out on here on YouTube. I got videos out here know how to shine shoes. I see some of you guys' shoes, and I'm like, damn, your shoes just need to be shot. Here's the thing, if a woman can look at your shoes and anticipate what your drawers look like, what your house look like, you don't that see a man with well-kept and clean shoes and who has bad up. hygiene and grooming. It matters. Women's sense of smell is anywhere from three to seven times more, more sensitive than a man. They look at this stuff. Yep. You may not think it's important, but here's the thing, you ain't fucking you. So I don't care what you think. I don't give a damn if you don't like what I'm saying. Fact of the matter is, you need to know this shit. So, if you don't know how to shine your shoes, learn how to shine the shoes. Get you some uh, a spray bottle with some water, an old sock, a rag. Get you some shoe cream and then shoe polish to match the color leather you have and go to work. Clean your damn shoes. Put shoe trees in your shoes. Even your tennis shoes. So you, you jokers will actually go out here and buff up and clean your Jordans and shit like this. Mm -hmm. Hey, don't forget about the uh, foot powder, nigga. Hey, look, ain't nothing wrong with putting foot powder in your shoes. Cause we be in our shoes all day. Niggas feet be stinking and shit. A lot of niggas got athletes feet, me included. But gotta take care of that shit. You take them shoes off, that shit smell like fucking Fritos and Cool Ranch Doritos and Corn Nuts all combined at the same damn time. Listen up, niggas. No, no, no. You need to, you need to, you're going to wear whatever you need to clean them. Clean your shoes. Change your shoelaces. Put foot powder in your shoes. See? Dr. Shows. It's coming up on the summertime. Don't, don't walk around wearing shoes with no socks. You need to have a no-show sock on there. That's right, and there's some powder in there. Bottom nah, fuck that nigga. I, I ain't putting on no goddamn. Nah, 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 Kev. I gotta disagree with you on that one. <laughs> Cause if you got ugly ass feet, you don't. You need to keep some goddamn socks on. <laughs> you got hammer time and shit, toenails looking like fortune cookies and all that shit. Nah, nigga, you gotta keep some shoes on. <laughs> no open toe sandals, nigga. None of that shit, nigga. Fuck that. Fine. That's what you do. You only need six shoes, an Oxford, a monk strap, a boot, a loafer, a driver, and a sneaker. That's it. A man only needs six. Everything else is a lifestyle choice. I would Listen up, niggas. He lacing you up. I'll say, you know what I say? Anything under $150 is cheap because you can't get the parts. But then the thing, a man that takes care of his shoes, shoes are nice, clean, tight, even a spit shine on them. Boom. So I don't want to hear anything about these women obese and this and that when I look at you dusty, busty, crusted ass dudes. Man, clean your goddamn shoes. Next, move on up the body. Let's let's talk about uh keeping your ass clean. I don't care who sits around and tell you, man, I don't want one of them shower puffs. I, I want a manly thing. I just need a soap and a rag. See what I see a lot of times guys come in here and they wanna, you know, because a guy takes grooming and takes care of his body seriously. Nigga, you, we ain't bathing with lava soap, okay? <laughs> you don't need pumice. You ain't out in a, in a fucking mine. You're not up under a car all day. You are in an office environment somewhere. You're not really out here building bridges. Right. So you know what you need? You do need a, a bar of Dove soap, not ivory, but Dove because it has body oils in it, and a rag. But you need to get a fucking shower puff that you change out weekly. Now look. Now look, I know a lot of niggas right now hear that shit with the shower puff shit. Hey, look, look, look. Look, I ain't gonna front. I used to think that shit was kind of feminine too, you know, that all the sisters was using that shit. 
But fuck that shit. He is absolutely right, nigga. Invest you a puff, nigga. Don't just take the feminism out of that shit, nigga. Just think about your ass. Think about what he's saying, nigga. I got a goddamn shower puff. Yeah, I ain't afraid to say it, nigga. I got a goddamn shower puff. And that shit fucking worked. That shit fucking worked. Continue, Kev. You can use Dove Body Wash. They have one for men. Yep. There is one line that you can use for all your men's products. What's that? It's Jack Black. They got a body wash. Jack they Black? They all over body wash. And then they have a turbo body wash. Ooh, Either right. one of them works. But I like getting specialized stuff for special things. Tell you something. This is what I've been using here lately. This is from L'Occitane. This is $28, $25. And it lasts me a month. It has... Okay, what's this shit called? L'Occitane? This is like some French shit. But hey, if that shit work, use that shit. Go ahead, Kev. Let's get it. Almond oil in it and put a little on the shower puff and clean yourself. Oh my God, life is good. You're not all drying. You know what that means? That means if you put that on, bitch is gonna be giving you the pussy. <laughs> Cause smell is important. You want some pussy? You better lift it up. Cracked up and everything else. Find something that works for you. Jack Black is gonna be my general recommendation for everybody who's watching now on the rebroadcast. What you really want to find is something that works for you. You don't want stuff that's going to take the moisture out of your skin. You need something that's going to leave the moisture in there. Now, I mean, you guys got one of these. Uh-oh, it's a shower mitt. Knocks off the dead skin. It exfoliates your skin. What about that? What's, what's happening on your back? You need to get something to get that back, especially as we get in the summertime, because you can't put your hand on it and apply pressure. you got places all on your body, on your back, that just little places where it bunk and yep. oil just kind of coagulates. Back. And you out there talking about, man, you know, what kind of cologne should I put on? Nigga, you ain't even clean. <laughs> I shower twice a day, summertime, three times. Quick shower, pop, pop. I like showering. And the thing is, you want to stay clean. Here's the thing, after you get out of your wash, what you do, one, this is Shea Moisture, daily hydration with coconut oil. This is a great overall body lotion. It's like $9. It's not that cheap equate stuff. Man, if you got lotion that feels thin and oily, man, just throw that shit out. You need something that's going to absorb in your skin. The largest organ on your body is the skin and you need to take care of it. Yep. So after you clean it and exfoliate, you need to uh, moisturize. I told you you need a shower puff, something for your back. You need to exfoliate at least two or three times a week. Not every day, every two to three days. But you also need to get one towel that goes to your armpits and your asshole. You need to get a towel and some soap and scrub under your armpits. And then use that same towel, apply a nice dose of soap, mm -hmm. spend two minutes washing, washing your, your nuts. ass. <laughs> washing your nuts. Hell yes. Yeah. And then use that same towel, apply a nice dose of soap, spend two minutes washing your nuts. Fact. Just go one or two passes now, nigga. Wash your nuts, wash up in the crack, yep. wash up under the tank. Yep, you yep. need to do that. And then you need to rinse that motherfucker out, do it again. Do it again. And wash down the crack of your ass. ass. Facts. Yep, down Listen. the crack of your ass. And then you need to actually, yeah, you, and you need to look at it. And you need to wash until that motherfucker's clean. Facts. Then you need to actually point away from the shower, bend over, and let the goddamn water run through there. Yeah, nigga, clean your asshole. A woman never licked your ass probably because it's 
got crustaceans in it, dude. Fact. Talking about you want a bitch, you, your bra to give you a blowjob and all that. You got fucking dingleberries and shit all up in your asshole. <laughs> Ask me about what to wear. What smells good? Nigga, your ass stinks. <laughs> Kev, that's right, nigga. That's a message from beyond. I hope niggas is paying attention. Because some of you niggas right now got a dirty ass, got some dirty nuts, nigga. You ain't even doing that shit right, nigga. Some of you niggas just go once over, nigga, and that's it. You still got, like he said, dingleberries all up in your asshole, a.k.a. shit crumbs, nigga. <laughs> get, the, get that shit out of there. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna take a little quick pause for the call, nigga. That was one for us to grow on, niggas. I can still feel the breeze. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the show. So she gonna continue exposing shit. But it's interesting that he said... You know, they going by that book, you know, the, the manuscript or whatnot. But let's see what happens when she speaks on one of the refs who was, I guess, part of a scandal. Some nigga named Donahue, uh, Donahue or whatnot. <clears throat> um, let's see what the fuck happens, she. So I blurted out, yeah, I'm going to get my motherfucking money back from that bullshit tech, too. And then, you know, he stopped and turned back with like, what? I said, yeah, bitch, you heard me. I'm going to get my motherfucking money back. So grab like, you know, he tried to tell me like, chill. I'm like, nah. I said, I said, I know what the fuck they out there doing. I said, his ass is fucking cheating. That's what the fuck he doing. And then he started to walk towards me. And so I met, I met that motherfucker halfway. So we going in there and we yelling back and forth, fuck you and all this other shit. And I told him, I said, I said, first of all, with me being who I am, if that man right there would have felt as though that I was throwing the ball at him, you don't think he would have called the tech on me? Facts. Uh, with the relationship that we got? And you're talking about Jabby. Yeah. You and Jabby uh, had a- Man, fuck Steve Jabby. <laughs> and so I'm like- Oh, that nigga said what? You're talking about Jabby. Yeah. You and Jabby had a- Man, fuck Steve Jabby. I'm like, you don't think he would have sat up here and called the tech on me? Why did you have to come 40 feet from the other side of the court to call the tech? Fact. I said, yeah, bitch, you heard me. I'm going to get my motherfucking money back, too. So, you know, they separated us, broke us up. Next morning, um, I get called into uh, Witz's office and uh, NBA security on the phone. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like, what the fuck y'all want? Um, okay, hold up. Now, before she continue with this story, all right, keep in mind, though, this is at the workplace, right? This is, this is at the workplace. Yeah, these niggas play NBA basketball and, and this and that, but that's still the workplace. See? See, so the refs... You know, the refs, like he said, you know, they got a certain amount of power when they in the middle of the game, you know, and they also got protection. You know, you got the police, you got the league. The niggas that's playing on the court, they can't touch the referees like that. And if they do get touched, you know, that fuck up the that fuck up their lawsuit. You know, that fuck up the lawsuit. So the refs was like, yeah, I can talk shit because you can't do nothing. Just like, look, prime example. Any of y'all watch that show Beyond Scared Straight and you know how the kids go in there acting stupid 
you know, they start talking shit, you know, getting all, you know, one way with the inmates and the security. Now, the security guards can't really touch them and the inmates can't definitely touch them. But, you know, we all know if they could touch the motherfuckers off camera, shit, a lot of these motherfuckers be getting fucked up. That's what she is saying. In this situation, he's saying, look, these refs, you know, they got this in there, but, but once you get off work, nigga, <laughs> once you leave this place, nigga, it's open season. <laughs> For real. Open season. Let's get it. Uh, we just want to know what happened last night. Bitch, y'all already know what happened last night because y'all suspended me seven games. Fact. So what the fuck you calling me for? Y'all already know what happened. There's some dumb Why shit. Why you gonna wait till you suspend me and find me and then call me to find out what happened? Right. No, fuck out of here, hung up. For, the, so for that whole whole time with them when I was going through that Donahue shit, I wasn't talking to NBA security. But I'm like, for what? Y'all motherfuckers already find me. Right. Anytime so, made the motherfuckers come out. They came out to Portland. Um, yeah, can we talk to you after practice? All right, yeah. After practice, you know, do the routine, whatever we had going on, no matter if it was like in the back with the hot tub or, you know, getting a, a lift in after practice, whatever. All right, I did whatever I had to do. Shower, I'm the fuck out of there. I ain't talk to them motherfuckers. I'm like, it's no need. Y'all just want to put this shit down for y'all's sake. Facts. Because what are you going to talk to me for when you already find me? You already, you already set down the punishment. See, so they and that's what they do. If you notice know at the workplace, if you fuck up, like you do some bullshit on the job, right? <laughs> you get caught up. They already, the, the figureheads, they already know what happened. They already got the email. They already got the report. You know, they already know what, what was popping. They already made their decision. So I agree. It's like, what the fuck you want me to come to the office for? You already suspended me. You already know what's cracking. What the fuck is it for? See, for them, it's all about integrity and shit. That's what that shit is about. It's about integrity. It's not even a formality. It's a formality to them to get your ass the paperwork because they're they going to give you the paperwork because that's going to go on your file. But that's just a formality to say, yeah, well, we know what happened. So this is what it is. whoop de whoop 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 and I feel shit. He like, man, y'all niggas ain't gotta let me know that. I already know that shit. What the fuck y'all let me know for? That's some bullshit. It's stupid. All right, let's get it. Seven games for that Donahue shit. It cost me uh, 1.2 or 1.3. Woo! Seven games. That was like, I think it was my first or second year into my big contract that I just signed nigga, with Portland, That's a lot right? of money, nigga. So I'm shit. like, oh, these motherfuckers. So, you know, that's when the beef picks up with me and the refs. So then I get traded from Portland, make a pit stop here in Atlanta, then Atlanta to Detroit. So I'm in Detroit. Still, I, I go into the meeting with the guys when I first got there. Yo, what's good? I love y'all. I just want y'all to know it's going to be a whole lot of bullshit that come with these referees that I'm bringing that they're not going to give y'all no calls. They're not going to, um, you know, do this. They're going to turn a blind eye to a lot of shit. So I said, I'm apologizing to a lot of it now because you I know, already know it's the shit that I'm bringing with me from Portland. Right. So, you know, we went through the whole year. We ended up winning. And that next year, it was either that next year or the year after one of the two, I'm on a family vacation. So it's me, my wife, um, Jermaine, him, 
they wives, girls, and Jermaine's brother. We all on a yacht. We out in the middle of the motherfucking Mediterranean Sea. We out there having fun, jet skiing, jumping off the boat, all this shit, right? That nigga said the Mediterranean Sea. Hold up. Go back to <laughs> This nigga said the Mediterranean Sea. This nigga didn't say we was in the Pacific Ocean, the Atlantic Ocean. This nigga didn't say, oh, we was off in Miami to beat coastal Miami. This nigga said we was in the Mediterranean Sea. This nigga was in another country. I don't even know what countries follow the Mediterranean Sea. <laughs> that nigga was far. <laughs> Let's get it. My room. Look at my. Damn. 12 missed calls. All from my mother-in-law. I'm like, oh shit, the kids. Hey, hey, what's up, mommy? What's up? Everything okay? Everything okay? Yeah, baby. Everything's fine. She was like, I don't know what happened, but it's a lot of reporters outside the house. I said, huh? She said, yeah, so it's a lot of reporters. I said, well, did anybody come on the property, knock on the door, any of that nature? She was like, no, they didn't do none of that. I said, all right, cool. I said, we good then. So hang up with her. Like 30 seconds after I hang up with her, Joe D calls me. So he's like, hey, she, what's up, what's up? Hey, hey, she, you know, how you hey, hey, she, what's up? How you doing, man? All right, all right. I'm like, what's good? He was like, um, I'm gonna just cut straight to the chase. You know what, nigga, delivering that? Right. Mm. I'm like, hold up, wait a minute. All right, all right. What'd he say? I'm like, what's good? He was like, um, I'm gonna just cut straight to the chase. You was right. I'm like, right about what? Like, right about what? What are you talking about? He was like, you haven't seen the news or anything? I'm like, man, we in the middle of the ocean. Ain't no TVs on this boat at all. <laughs> and he's like, all right, all right. Well, they got your man, Tim Donahue, on a wiretap talking about fixing the games and this and that. I was like, Ooh. I just let out a big ass shit. Ah, I told you. I knew it. I knew it. So she knew. I was crazy. With that whole Don he situation and dealing with the referees, but did you ever have a problem with the referee after Donahue? Yeah, I mean, of course you have a problem. <laughs> of course you have a problem. Right? That wasn't gonna stop shit. <laughs> I think you did what he did. Did you have so that's because the Donahue incident? It seems like what again we're looking for just turning points. So he Donahue said, incident, that's when he the referee, said that wasn't you didn't have a good relationship with guys like Javi before that and a handful of others. But after Donahue, it seemed like all the referees, and again, referees are yeah. a, a cult, yeah. and they're, it's 55-ish guys all cut from a very similar cloth who are very mm -hmm. tight-knit, as we know from various phone records. Oh, uh, see, see, he was right. See, he could smell that bullshit from a long mile away, Rashid did. Good shit, Rashid. See, you knew it. You knew the niggas was about the shenanigans and shit. And look what happened. The same ref that was giving you all them problems is the main nigga that got caught up in this scandal. God damn. But, see, that's what happens. That's what happens when you with that fuckery. And see, it's key that he's, what he said, he's like, David Stern would send out an email to every game with certain games telling niggas, all right, you gonna call fouls on this nigga, don't call as many fouls on that, on that. And, and we, see, we didn't know. We didn't start figuring it out until later, but nah, it, it, it's like, that's fucked up. 
did you realize that a lot it could have been a lot of we could be in a different timeline in the NBA community right now. The basketball guys could have been like, you know what? This team should have won. That team should have won. But nope. Damn. Woo. That moment, is was that basically a memo to every ref, an email to every ref saying, Rasheed Wallace is that guy now. So for the next, yep. I think it was three or four years, it got turned up. And by the time you got to Detroit, that was something you had to warn your entire team of it. Like, this is a thing. And and in Detroit, did all your guys rally around you? Is that part of what brought you guys together, you think? Well, that and the fact that some some other things that I didn't even know, like, shit, I didn't know that the referees ain't like Chauncey. I'm like, huh? I'm he like, talking about Chauncey Billups. Playing against, I'm like, Chauncey, I never heard him, you know, cuss no ref out or just to say anything or do anything for him to be on their bad side. I'm like, and it was who I saw. There was somebody else that they had a problem with. But yeah, once I came there, it amped everything up for it because now I'm being a dick. So now with every, every questionable call, and I'm not saying I never fouled or none of that. Yeah, I fouled me a whole lot of motherfuckers. Yes, you did. Yeah. But some of them calls, it wasn't no fouls. So I'm being... See, now here's my thing. I can agree with, with she, right? I agree with him 100%. And I'm glad that he kept it real and he, and he admitted that some of them fouls, yeah, he did. But when I first watched this or, or, or peeped this out, my first initial thought was, okay, she is pissed off because he just sounded like another, you know, retired NBA player who couldn't win a chip, who's always in foul trouble, who's always arguing with the refs. And it was like, some of that shit, nigga, you just couldn't contain yourself. You got, you know, he, and he did that shit, but it just sounded like he was angry and disgruntled. But now after like listening to what he had to say, oh shit, he had a legitimate gripe along with a lot of other people that be, you know, that just getting always getting in trouble with the refs and shit. That's, that's just what I'm saying. I'm dick about things. So, you know, you know how you line it up. Somebody shooting a foul shot. So I'm right here. And you know how sometimes the refs are right there under the basket. So I'm, you know, I'm right. I'm like, mm. I'm like, damn. Must have got that call too, huh? <laughs> well, I'm saying little slick shit. Like, oh man, so you in, you in bed with your boy? That's how y'all doing there? Oh, I'm, I'm giving them all. So I'm, I'm going, I'm saying every damn reference I can to them cheating without saying that, that they cheating. cheating. Hell yeah. So yeah, they would get mad with me. What did you say? I'm like, you heard me. He knew what like, you oh, were. Say it again. I'm going to get you out of here. Look, let me, let me tell you this. Stick a Bonzi Wells. If it gives you power, to think that, okay, you're throwing me out of the game. Okay, go ahead, you can do it. But you gotta but go again, home. You gotta go home. After the game, <laughs> it's public. You gotta go home. A lot of those referees got side businesses. You gotta go home. So now, you and that, that's shit they don't think about. Like I, I got beef, had beef with this one referee when I was in New York. Gave me a tech, cause I fouled a dude twice in the same play. Yeah. So he had me out like on, on the mid wing and he drove. So, you know, I'm sliding, I'm sliding, boom, body checking. So I did foul him, boom, body checked him. So the ref blew the whistle 
And he kept going. All right, well, he kept going. All right, I'm going to keep going. So, fouled the nigga again. <laughs> I'm like, how I get a tech for that? Oh, you can't do that. I'm like, look. I said, so I went to him. I said, logic. I said, so let me ask you this. I did foul him. I admitted it. And yes, I did. I said, so if he would have made that bucket when I fouled him, would you have counted the and one? Yep. He's like, yeah. Because you fouled him and the play was continuing. I said, oh. I said, so I get a tech because I did foul him, but now I'm not letting him finish the and one and I get a tech? Oh, so I was in this ref ass and looked into his shit and found out <laughs> that him and his family is is uh got a bunch of fighting cocks. They fight monsters. <laughs> fighting right? cocks. So fighting cocks. Said, okay, so I kept saying, I was like, yeah, like messing with them cocks, huh? <laughs> so you know, in 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 our language, we know what that means, but in in that field, yeah, you, yeah, you fighting your roosters, you fight. See. Now, see, I like, see, I like what she doing. See, she is using them laws like a motherfucker, right? <laughs> using them laws like a motherfucker. So, you mean to tell me that Michael Vick, right? We're going to use Michael Vick as an example. The NFL used Michael Vick as the perfect example on what happens when you, you know, with that dog fighting shit, right? That dog fighting shit popped off. That nigga got made of an example. So, and he, and the, the thing about it was when that shit popped off, he wasn't even at the house and got in trouble, right? So, that shit going on. Meanwhile, you got NBA referees having cockfights, you know, and shit right up under. And I'm sure David Stern knew about that shit, just looked the other way. You know, I'm sure he did. But none of these niggas don't get in trouble for that. Mm. She said, all right, I got you, niggas. Cox, huh? So, oh, I kept messing with him that whole time for my last, for the rest of that year. Every time he had I'm like, yeah, we got the cock fighter. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did my part to piss them, them off after that whole Donahue joint. But y'all can't get mad at me. Cause I called y'all out. Yep. Did they? Facts. Did any referees apologize to you after Donahue? Yeah. Right. They don't have a question. No, no. Donahue did apologize to you on our podcast. No, no. He said he said any referee after that, like after oh, that whole, oh, after whole that yeah, yeah. Has any ref after that? Nobody came up to you and said, "Hell hey, no." Fuck no. Why should they? Did the referee get better? For no. You, for you, was there less? I mean, there was obviously less text later in your career, but after Donahue, was there? A softening amongst referees where you were less of a bad guy no I mean I like again I didn't hate all referees there are there were some good referees in the NBA who shot it to you straight that went old school hey you had your hand on his hip you know what I'm saying or you know you tripped him up so but they would tell they would talk to you that's all it takes is a couple of seconds yeah very true yep so some referees yeah I, I had a pretty good rapport with but other ones like, man, fuck you. So who are the guys you you didn't like, Javi? You liked Joey Crawford, like you and Joey Crawford got along really well. Joey and Joey Crawford and I, I think, had a better relationship or a better understanding as I got older. All right, now having said that, I'm probably gonna take a quick pause for the calls, come back with the show. But I just thought it was interesting that 
that what she exposed about the refs is basically what we already knew, but because he was a player, you know, he had the inside scoop because he was in the game. And just to know that that shit was really going on and they was really fixing them games, it's like, it makes sense. It makes sense today on why a lot of on why a lot of games went the way that they went because you know of them emails <laughs> of them fucking emails and you may and you can't and you tell me that them niggas ain't crooked in the nba man i tell you well you can't trust nobody you can't trust nobody but with that being said man i'm gonna take a quick pause for the cause come back with some more show File back on on here. Y'all know what that means. Y'all hear the theme song. That means they gave me the go home cue. So it's time to take the show on, close the show on out. Taco, interesting, wasn't it? There's a lot more to what she was talking about, you know, but I just gave y'all a little bit. But it's interesting to know that that's how the refs be getting down. That's how they was getting down then, and that's how they getting down now, still. I'm glad Sheed and Bouncy Wells was able to get their opinions about that. Uh, shout out to KS and Kevin Samuels for giving us the messages to live by from beyond. Funny motherfucker. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I know it took me a long, long, long time. I know I've been slipping y'all with, with dropping these episodes, you know. Hey man, life happens. You know, stuff happens. I do have a, a life outside this podcast. So, you know. Uh, just to give y'all a quick update on what's been going on. Nothing really much. Just working hard. Uh, I do have some personal stuff going on. Um, uh, my wife is in the hospital right now um, in recovery. So she's getting better. Um yeah, she had to have uh, a procedure done. Actually, have a procedure done to fix a previous procedure. Uh, but then we had a couple of. She had some complications behind that, and she's still in the hospital. But she is on the mend, back to recovery. Um, actually, as I'm closing this show, um, I'm actually en route to go hang out with her right now. So. Um, be there in a little bit, babe. But uh, shout out to everybody who continues to listen and support this podcast. Definitely appreciate it. Again, I do apologize for the, the tardiness. It has been a minute since I dropped my last episode. The last episode I dropped was was uh, so she won't date a bus driver. You know that was a minute ago. <laughs> so anyway, thank you guys once again just for hanging out. Let me listen to me run my mouth, even though, you know, hey, <laughs> it's a whole lot of stuff going on in the world. I hear uh, there's a new variant that's supposed to be like COVID, but a little bit different than COVID. So everybody need to um, be careful. Uh, keep washing your hands. Stay safe, you know, because uh, ain't nobody immune 
to not getting sick. And since we about to be in uh, flu season, it's time for everybody to get them flu shots. You know, I know a lot of people don't like them shots and don't, don't want to get them. Hey, look, I used to be the same way. I used to think the same logic. Like, why would you give me a shot that's going to eventually make me sick, but you telling me I'm not going to get sick? It's some bullshit. But to each his own with that. You know, if you want to get it, get it. If you don't, you don't. Just try not to end up in the ER, <laughs> you know. But, ah, oh, man. Um, that's it, y'all. I'm, I'm about to uh, get up out of here. And uh, I don't know when I'm going to drop another one. But if I got something to say, I'm going to say it. Until the next time, y'all. Always believe. I'm out of here, Taco. Let's get it.